I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB podcast on all your social medias. You can join the conversation anytime at 270-883-1617. We're ready to believe you. You know, that's better than it has any right to be. Man, is it Tuesday again already? It is Tuesday, my dudes. Well, it doesn't really work when it's not Wednesday, because that's the actual phrase. But hey, we record on Tuesdays, and that's the best day of the week. Yeah, so we post them on Wednesdays, and my titties are out because it's Titty Tuesday. and My man. You know, that's right. It's weird because it's my titties are out, and you know... This podcast, hashtag FWB podcast, is as always a no pants party. Facts. So it's a weird day here, man. It's true. It's true. It is a weird day. You want to hear what's even weirder? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Whoa. Turn the volume down. Turn the volume down. What in the hell? We got an echo. We're like the boy in the well. Oh, what? Whoa, whoa, what? There's no can to be opened today. What? It's Bourbon Tuesday, my friend. Oh, oh, man. I like where this is going. Finally decided to dive into... uh, Why is Twitch not telling me anyone's... What the hell is going on here? It won't load the chat. It won't do anything. What? Okay. We've posted in the chat. The chat is live. I don't know what's happening. Let's see. There we go. Did did you get... You didn't get banned. Okay, cool. I can't imagine. Like I'm one of the moderators. How would uh, I get banned? I don't know. Uh, I was worried for a minute. No, nah, I'm out here, man. I, I love it. Out here. I love it. What is your? Uh, what's your brand? Uh, today it is the Four Roses Small Batch uh, birthday gift. Okay. From friend of the show, Ken. I. Th- think i don't know nobody tells me nothing no yeah nobody nobody knows <laughs> like that shitty queens of the stone age song <laughs> um, man i miss queens of the stone age like queens of the stone age and um and butthole surfers are the two that are like lost to time for me and i'm like man every so often i'll just remember them and i'm like good times and they just go on I don't know. Queen, that's a name I have not heard in a long time. Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, there's there's a reason why. But yeah, butthole servers. I never really listened to aside from like that one song. No, they have a really good one. Uh, hold on, I'll tell you exactly what it's called. They have a really good one that I like that you're gonna need to to um, to find. Because is it not Pepper? Is it not their like one single that I'm so sick of? Hearing? No, no, no. Uh, Dracula from Houston. Okay, go pull that Dracula one up, and it's good. It's good. Houston. It's a good one. Right. Uh, you'll you'll like jam to it because it's got like it's 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 funky enough that I feel like you would like it. Um, yeah, it's, it's like it's the one song of theirs that I have downloaded on my phone because um, I like it. 
So I fell down a really weird music hole today. Really? Yeah, I started listening to OAR again. So Whoa. There's this Sublime Tribute album, and OAR covers Bad Fish, and that led me back into kind of like listening to some of their stuff. Uh, one of my cousins growing up, she was a huge Guster and OAR fan, so... You know, whenever she would come to Lexington, Louisville, or Henderson, Harry and I would cut her a break and not make her listen to new metal the entire time. So we'd <laughs> always get it was normally one of like those two bands. So yeah. well, you know, uh, yeah, it could it could it could have been could have gone worse. Could have gone worse. Gosh, OAR, that's like two thousand five or six. Dude, did me. you know they like their their quote unquote big hit? That was a crazy game of poker. Was ninety seven? Oh my god! Really? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. This is wow. All right, we're 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 not a music podcast. That we're no, not a music podcast. we're not. So. It's, yeah, Ugh. because I will just tell you about all of the uh, the mashups, like the one I made you listen to over the weekend. <laughs> that you're like fucking shut this shit off. Because I like to listen to forty not songs at, at once. That was- catchy as fuck well uh it's gonna be part of the pre-show of our live shows so it works for me uh, dude i've been i'm so pumped for some live show stuff like oh i gotta tell you also i made such a terrible terrible mistake and i don't i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna um i'm gonna tell you the the real part of it off air because i'm not i'm not out here trying to air dirty laundry but um because you know I, i sent you the um uh like the prep work stuff right yeah, yeah. Uh, I made the mistake of of not being super careful about paying attention who I sent that to, and I uh, made a, I made a mistake. Uh, yeah, I made a mistake. I made a a terrible mistake. Um, I'm just gonna send you a name, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, buddy, no," because uh, I sent it to. Um, some people that I should not have. And yeah, yeah. that's where that was going. Yeah. Uh, not a proud moment for me because I got a reply and I was like, fuck <laughs> me. So it was not a shining moment for me, but we'll move on. It's fine. It's fine. Um, you know, uh, I'll break the fourth wall a little bit. It was really good seeing you this weekend. It was, it was, we had a good time. We did. We did. It was a great time. Always, always good. And we get to hang. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Got to see each other. And, uh, so that was good stuff. That was, that was fun times. And, uh, but yeah, otherwise, um, you've been super busy yeah man you been uh, yaman yaman i i <laughs> have not and like literally today has not slowed down enough for me to make that post that i've needed to for um brought it back again this year uh i think this is like the third out of like this is three out of four years like they didn't do e3 in 2020 but 2018, 2019, and this year I've covered a lot of the E3 panels. Um, really deep dove into Xbox, who I still think uh, Xbox slash Bethesda probably still had the best show of this year. 
Um, I covered Square Enix, which had a lot of cool stuff. They announced, you know, a release date for the new Life is Strange game, and I kind of wet myself. And then I, so far, have also covered Capcom. I'll probably do a brief overview of Nintendo after the show. I know it'll be a little bit later, uh, Capcom. If you went to the Facebook page, you'll notice that I just posted a um, dumpster fire gif because they announced nothing new. Like, what's the point, then? They opened their they opened their panel with a Resident Evil 8 trailer, and that game's been out for almost two months. Yeah, for a while. Um, they announced a port of an Ace Attorney game and Objection. some yeah, some Monster Hunter stuff, and then half of their panel was talking about esports and specifically uh, Street Fighter Five tournaments. Okay, so my question. My question then becomes, why even have a panel to begin with? Like, I like, what's the point? Is it something where they were just like contractually obligated and had like it was so confusing to me? It made no sense. Um, yeah, I, I I could not piece together why Capcom even bothered with it, and it's it's weird because like Capcom has a lot of game franchises I love. Uh, and I was, you know, hoping to see some stuff. Nintendo kind of dropped the ball a little bit. Like it's the 35th anniversary of Zelda and they ended their panel talking about Zelda and they were like, Hey, blah, 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 blah. We have the skyward sword remaster. And it's like, go on. And then right after that, they're like, that's the last Switch game announcement we have. And then they start talking about how, like, for the Zelda 35th edition, you know how they did those, like, Game & Watch? They did that Game & Watch Mario thing last year? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're doing one of those for Zelda. It has, and I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, like, packed and seems kind of rad. It's got uh, Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda 2, oh my gosh, Link's Awakening, and some Game & Watch game on there, but it's like, okay... And then they had a gameplay trailer for Breath of the Wild 2 and literally said, we hope to have it out in 2022, which means 2023. Yeah, which means it's going to get a delay because all that stuff always gets a delay. Yeah. So, like, you know, they had a Mario Kart come out shortly after the Switch did, um, but it was just a port of the Wii U one with, like, a better... A better, um, what's the word I'm thinking of here, like, battle mode, like, you know, they've done three ports of Mario, I guess technically five if you include the fact that one is the, like, the three games in one. Uh, They've done five Mario ports and, like, one new, like, Mario Maker 2 and then Mario Odyssey, so, like, no new Mario was kind of weird, like, and not announcing... Like, people have been basically holding out being, like, they're going to announce, like, they're going to port over Twilight Princess and Wind Waker as well. Like, that's what people were expecting. Or they were, like, we're finally going to get, like, a true HD update right? for Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Uh, no. Like, none of that happened. Like, that being said, there was some cool... And, you know, to... They announced and had gameplay for a new Metroid game that's not Metroid Prime 4... Which was also super weird. Like, it, it, everything just kind of felt out of place and strange. Um, okay. But that's neither here nor there. I can 
I could nitpick everything on E3 forever, but that's not what we're here to do today. No, you did an today excellent job of um, of reporting and, and covering and making people not have to sit through all those panels and get all the information. So uh, nice work. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Capcom was a chore, and <laughs> I still just, like, my, my cousin just texted me, what the fuck, when it ended. And I was like, buddy, if I knew... Because it was, as the kids say, not good. Do the kids say that still? Is uh, that something the kids yeah, say? I think so. Yeah, I, I I don't know, because I say that, so probably not. I feel like that's my good rule of thumb, is if I say it, probably not. <laughs> like, like, you know. Um, but yeah, like, we're uh, we're not here to talk about what was revealed at E3. Mm-mm. Uh, mostly because I read your reports and I didn't watch anything. Um, because I took the shortcut. I'm not too proud to admit that I took the shortcut, man. I, uh, Mama didn't raise no fool. Um, but, uh. You work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. And so the thing about it is while reading some notes and stuff and hearing about, you know, people want surprises, people want surprises, and people want this, and people want that. Um, you know, uh, it, it brought back a lot of my fond memories about game reveals and like playing those, like playing games for the first time and, and that type of thing. Um, cause that's the thing about E3 is that it, it has a way of, um, you know, bringing back some very, very either good or bad, uh, gaming memories. And, and I was stricken by a lot of them. And I'll give you a prime example. Okay. You can go back a few years in the talk nerdy to me vault. And we did like an E3 wrap up show. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody, like, our thing was, like, everybody pick, like, four things or five things or whatever that um, that you really liked from E3. And I remember uh, picking a game that, like, it took me forever to, to find my last pick. And I was flipping through because I was just, like, nothing jumped out at me that wasn't, like, one of the obvious ones. And I was I was scrolling through coverage, and I saw on one site they were like, "Oh yeah," and they had this survival horror game called Until Dawn. Woo! And I was like, "Okay, like what's this about?" Because I love. They were like, "It's like an interactive horror movie," and I'm like, "I'm in. Tell me about it." And it's like, "Oh yeah, imagine like a Telltale game, but like a lot more interaction and the decisions that you make." will alter the course of all of the eight characters, and you can, depending on what you do, up to and including all of them can live or not. And so you can play through it multiple times and you know have different outcomes each time. And I was like, this sounds awesome. It's probably going to suck, but it's awesome. And so I put it on my list, and we all kind of forgot about it. And then it came out, and I'll never forget playing it that first time and 
just like that that feeling of I made a good choice because this game is awesome. Yeah, man. Um, I like. I was so nervous to play. I mean, you can vouch that I was so nervous to play because my startle reflex is so bad. <laughs> but uh, then when I actually sat down and when we got all that snow in 2016 and I was literally like snowed into my house, I was like, I got like two thirds of this game left. I cannot think of a better setting to play this. And uh, I played the rest of the game in one, like not one sitting like two, because at one point I decided I need beer and walked over to Kroger in 17 inches of snow. <laughs> uh, true story. Uh, um, but yeah, like, and it's the replayability of it with eight people and anywhere between zero and technically eight can survive. Yeah. And you made, you hit a really good point though, because that game is best played while it's uh, in the winter time, like when it's snowing outside. Uh, the following year, uh, 2017, oh, no, 2016, Christmas, 2016. I think I ended up buying like three copies of it to give out as gifts. <laughs> it was like down to like 15 bucks somewhere. And I was just like, okay, yoink, 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 bam, bam, bam. There you go. That's that, that is a great gift. Like that is a fantastic gift to give somebody though. Uh, but yeah, I just, I remember like my first like 10 minutes playing that game was just like phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to envision like playing that game like now it's 80 degrees out and still sunny at 10 o'clock. It's like, no, (laughs) nope, nope. That's not going to work. Um, one for me, and I, I I'd done this, and like I, I did it when Halo Three came out. But I'm gonna I'd, I hadn't gone back. Like I played Halo Three in one sitting, the entire thing. Uh, Engineer Paul Frankie was there. If you need to know how long Paul and I have been <laughs> friends, that should help cover it. Um, but when Halo Four came out, friend of the show Kyle. Uh, he was living close to where I was at the time. And he was like, Hey man, I'm gonna bring over halo too. And we're going to play through that. And I'm like, okay. So like Tuesday night or no, not Tuesday, like Thursday night, we start halo Two. Halo four is coming out Tuesday, like Monday at midnight. And we both have two Tuesday was the 2012 election day. I'm not kidding. And that's when halo four came out. Wow. So we play through Halo 2 over the course of Thursday, Friday. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we start Halo 3. Sunday, we finish Halo 3 before Walking Dead starts. Monday, we go. uh, He comes over. 
I leave Monday Night Raw early so we can go get in line to get Halo 4. We go back to my apartment, play it until like 2.30 in the morning before we're both finally like, we have to sleep. He texts me at like 9.30 the next day. He's like, hey, man, you ready? I was like, yeah, let me get something to eat real quick. You can head over in like an hour. We play for another couple hours, and then it's like, all right, let's like let's relax. Let's get together like once. Uh, we need to go vote. <laughs> let's <laughs> go vote. Vote, people. Yep. Uh, I will beat that dead horse forever. As so you should. We, yeah, so we do that. We get together once the polls have, clo- have closed. Um, I genuinely can't remember if I made him wait until after Pretty Little Liars came on or not. No, we weren't watching it yet. So I was about to say that might be a safe bet that, yeah, you were like, <laughs> no, that also tells you something about the date of it, because that was when The Walking Dead was worth watching. Yeah, that's true. So, so like as the poll results and everything are coming in, like we're refreshing our phones and shit and we finish Halo 4. We played three Halo games in five days. Jeez, that's a lot. That's a lot of Halo. I, uh, yeah, I played the first Halo, and the first Halo burned me out of first person shooters for, uh, unst- unt- still, still to this day. Um, wrong. Oh, well, wrong game well, kind of brought you back. Resident Evil 7, uh, in VR. Yes, uh, sir. Uh, freaked me the hell out. But, yeah, because I had a roommate who, Take a guess what happened to him when I tell you his schedule. Uh, In college, my college roommate, he would wake up, uh, he would play Halo until lunch, and then he would go get lunch, and then he would come back and play Halo until it was time for dinner, and then he would, on Mondays, after dinner, he would go to his buddy's off-campus house and play Halo with him until... He came back at like two in the morning. Uh, every other day he would come back from dinner to the room and play Halo until it was time to go to bed. Uh, every day. Never went to class. Never like hung out with anybody if it wasn't like going to get lunch or going to get dinner. And that was it. Um, take a guess what happened to him after one semester. So what was it like having a room to yourself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he left and he never came back. And uh, I, I sometimes think about him uh, and just wonder what happened to him. And so you can imagine how tired of Halo I was. That's a that's a because we found out in the building uh, in our dorm that if we direct connected our xboxes to the ethernet port yep we could all we, we would just like we, we could play local online and yeah, that's that was the workaround for the original halo yeah and so we would all be in our own rooms but we would all be in the same game playing multiplayer dude it was so badass like that was so much fun and uh, until it wasn't because like halo was always around. And so finally I was just like, I never want to see this game again. Like I never want to play halo ever again. I got so burnt out on the, 
the Halo 3 multiplayer because, like, the group of friends I spent a lot of time with that summer, that's all they wanted to do. So it'd be like, oh, yeah, man, come on over. We're getting ready to hang out. And then, like, I'd walk in. People would be, like, setting up a second or third TV. And I'm like, can we do something else aside from fucking play Halo? Yeah. Like, Halo just kind of became, like, the default game for people to play. At yeah. some point, it just became, like, the, I don't know what else to play. Let's just play Halo. And it's like, no. No, it's okay, but it's not as good as you're making it out to be. I don't know. So, so what else you got for me? Well, lay, lay something else on me. All right, so uh, Halo multiplayer kind of took over everybody for a while, right? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the game that had a multiplayer portion that owned my life for like two full years. Okay. Still in the Xbox family, but we're moving up. Gears of War 3. Buddy, horde mode? Yeah, oh, horde mode. and Man, Gears of War 3 owned me for a long, long time. I loved that game so much. And it was literally just the multiplayer was so awesome. Like, it was just phenomenal. It was so much fun. Like, we would all get on headset, and and we would all play, and oh my god, dude, it was so, so good. Fuck. Uh, yeah. That, that was another one I would jump on with the little guys. Dude, another one. Um... How much low? No, I guess you were kind of burnt out. Did you, you never got on the Left for Dead train then, did you? No, nope, dude. I remember hearing a whole lot about it and that it was it was really good and that like it was super fun, but I just never, I never got around to that one. Man, it's I loved it. Like I genuinely loved it. Um, I can see why, like, you know, if you're not an FPS guy, I can see why you wouldn't, but, um, man, I really, I loved the hell out of it. So, oh my gosh, can you hear this dude's bass, like, coming through my mic? Doom, doom, doom. No, I can't. Uh, okay. It, it was, like, vibrating my headset. Ugh. Like, yeah. Yeah. A guy I work with is like, yeah, man, I play the drums in my apartment, and I'm like, so what's it like to have everybody hate you? Yeah. What's it like to be the uh, least liked person in your apartment complex? Because you are. So, got a game recommendation. I think this is, like, summer 05? Yeah, I think this is summer 05. 06? When did... I don't know. So, no, it was 05. It was 05. So it's summer 05. I get a game recommendation. And... Like, you know how ever since No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000, all that, you've been jonesing for another game like that? Oh, yeah. So... Got a game recommendation and was just told, trust me, go pick it up. This game has now become my biggest white whale on GameCube. 
And so I snagged, like, I went, picked it up for 20 bucks. I bought Def Jam's Fight for New York. Oh, yes, Def Jam. Uh, one of the absolute, like, I'm, I'm not kidding. I would say it's probably one of the 10 best fighting games I have ever played. Oh, 100%. If not just one of the 10 best fighting games ever. It's great. It was like uh, such a sleeper hit that it was like, no one really expected it to be as fantastic as it is. And no one really expected it to be as, um, yeah, if, if only it had sold better, because, yeah. oh, buddy, I have seen two copies of that game at two different game exchanges, and it wasn't in good condition at either of them. And even with, like, a printed-off label and, a, like, a blank DVD case, $200. God almighty. There was one where I, like, I asked to actually see the disc because it was only 149 and I was like, this isn't going to be good. And they showed me the disc. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to pay 150 per, 50 bucks for something that's not going to be playable. And they were like, yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah, no. Um, but dang, that's, that's impressive. Uh, I, I snagged a Def Jam Vendetta because it uses the same engine, but apparently it loses a little bit of luster. Like, I don't think there's a creative fighter on there, um, but it was only 25 bucks, and I can deal with okay for $25. Yeah, so. yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, I cannot tell you the amount of time I sank into that game, and uh, I recommended it to my cousin. My cousin was actually one of those people who would, like, he took, and still does, took and takes gaming so seriously he had you know the xbox was one of the first consoles to have like a real like it was the first disc console to have an internal hard drive right he legitimately bought a memory card so he could carry his fighters over (laughs) and like bring them to play his friends who had the game that's pretty awesome though because like i i identify with that because i would totally do the same thing like I, I can respect that because that's I hear that and I'm like I want to be like what a dork but I'm like that's totally me. Yeah, I can't really argue too much um, or disagree too much. Like I understand that I understand, but um, so you know sometimes um. All right, I have two distinct things that I'm going to merge together. So remember when, before the internet got really big, Mm -hmm. uh, strategy guides were like the big thing. Like, oh yeah, you buy the book. Like you get the that's what that's what we used to call it. Like you buy the game, you buy the book, and it was like the big like twelve by fourteen size paper. It was like 300 pages deep and it was like all the secrets and maps and all that stuff like before uh, game FAQs and all that shit. Like, so you had to buy this book or you just never know. And there were some games that when you bought them, and still to this day it happens, uh, but they would give you like something fun with them. Like you'd get something, you'd get a sticker or a you know, just, just something like Metal Gear Solid had a soundtrack CD that you could get with certain versions of it and all this stuff. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember the game that I bought that had 
the strategy guide with it. And I will never forgive my parents because when I left for college, it was like the day they got back, they started to turn my bedroom into like a, a sewing room for my mom and they threw away like all of my stuff. Including the copy of Earthbound for Super Nintendo. Uh, Which, if you want something fun, go ahead and eBay that just real quick. Just eBay Earthbound Super Nintendo. Don't look that up. Uh, You'll break my heart. (laughs) Now, I'm not sure we've ever talked about this. Uh huh. Have have I told you? Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Uh, have I told you I've been in a room with one of the only... Because, you know, Earthbound started off as a Nintendo, like an NES game. Yeah, it was, what, Mother? Yeah. I think it was no, Mother, no, no, no. Like, it was still going to be called Earthbound That was the Japanese the one. The Japanese yeah, one. It was still going to be called Earthbound in the U.S., but while they were working on it, it was a Nintendo, like an NES game. I have been in a room at a, no joke, like a video game version of Antiques Roadshow, with a guy who has one of the three copies of it. Dang, that's awesome. That's super one cool. Of, one of the guys on the panel looked at him and goes, I have $1,800 in cash in my pocket. <laughs> and he turned him down because it was too low. Yeah, I'm I assuming feel like that is now, too low. I'm assuming now, because like video game nostalgia is so hot, if that dude has held on to it, I'm realistically probably what 10,000. Oh yeah. I would say instead of 1800, he would be closer to 18,000 at yeah. that point. Like, dang man, that's awesome. That's so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Case instruction guide. Mm-hmm. None of the like inserts with the warnings or stuff. Yeah. Dude wants $1,800. Yeah. See, and here's this, here's the thing. If you're smart about that, what you do is you buy one of those like really, really common games that people have uh-huh. like a million copies of with the the box and all that shit. And then you just take the insert and like the Nintendo Power subscription card and all that stuff, the warranty card. You take it from that one, the super cheap one, and you put it in Earthbound and then you can triple your money. Yeah. You dummies. Do that. <laughs> God, I'm trying to tell just you. Sure. Just make sure it came out at around the same time. Yeah, yeah, you find another, like, 1995 or 1996 whatever game, and, like, you find one that's kind of close, and buy it. Just take the warranty card out, take the Nintendo Power subscription card out, the little cardboard white thing that has the, the where the game sits in. You're done. That's it. You just move it over. You, like, double your money, because then you're like, oh, yeah, it's like mint. Yeah, whatever. You paid eight bucks for a sealed <laughs> Super Nintendo game that's, like, a piece of shit, and then you just throw it away, like that Vegas games or, like, whatever dumb game that no one wants. Ugh. Ugh. And, so, and Earthbound had a scratch-and-sniff box, by the way. Bullshit. It, it, didn't, it didn't smell good. Um... <laughs> Uh, so I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a throw one out to you and I've got two things. This is a two parter. Okay. All right. First, first one, uh, you go to ye old blockbuster. Ah, yes. I mean, you know, we, we, the, 
even if we had the internet, sometimes, you know, we either had like shitty dial up or something. So you just, you know, you would always kind of go and just occasionally pick off of box art. Yeah. When did that work out for you? Not often. But tell me something you found. All right. Um, because, you know, uh, blockbuster Hollywood video, um, sometimes all you could do was go by the cover art, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you one that I'll tell you a movie, um, real quick. I know we're, we're kind of doing games, but, um, horror, the horror section. Okay. Was always great. And I'm going to break, I'm going to break our format for one pick because the cover, like I, I still have nostalgia for this cover. It's the silent night, deadly night cover where the house with the chimney and the hand is coming out dressed like Santa holding the ax. Oh yeah. Everybody knows that one, but for video games, I'll give you a good one. Um, I will tell you. Um, so remember in like the mid to late nineties when, platformers like there were a million different platformers and um, like they were all just a carbon copy of the other and nothing like none of them stood out in any way um but there was one and it predates another famous mascot of the same animal type do you remember a little game with super fun art called gex oh yeah gex the gecko Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was one that I, I had no idea anything about it before I ever got to it, and I saw that cover art, and I was like, what the hell? Again? All right, I'm in, and I tried it, and I was like, you know what? In all of these this, this time of platformer clones, Gex was actually really fun. Not going to disagree with you. Gex was Gex was fun, and you know all of his like knockoff movie lines that he would drop, basically like a gecko version of um, Duke Nukem. Exactly. Uh, the oh my gosh, I just ha- oh yeah okay. Uh, the one I was thinking of was I went into Blockbuster. They didn't have like. For the longest time, I was always trying to find that Power Rangers game. Ah, uh, yes. Went like weeks and weeks without ever finding it. Finally rented it, and it was just super okay. Um, <laughs> couldn't get past this one part. Uh, can't remember what part because I was like nine. So, they don't have it one day. I'm just kind of like walking, you know. I'm as decisive as I was, you know, at, at 36, I'm as decisive as, uh, as I was at nine years old, which is not very. <laughs> so I just kind of like look at a couple things and dad's like either pick something or we're leaving. And I've been kind of debating between, between a few things and I kind of look this one, they only have one copy left. So I'm assuming it's good. Yeah, that makes and I rented sense. a little side scroller shooter. Called Sunset Riders. Oh my God, Sunset Riders! Yes, so damn good, so damn good. All right. On the flip side of that, tell me about when it went really, really bad. All right. So there was also a time where peripherals were like the thing, right? Uh-huh. With the resurgence of the light gun. And 
there was a game that I was so excited because you could use the light gun and it was going to be super rad. It was going to be like the, the greatest game ever. Cover art looked fantastic. Like I flip it over and I read and I'm, I'm, I'm okay. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. Lethal enforcers. Oh no. A God awful game that was tragically bad. Yeah. Not good. Not a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, yeah. And I was I was so excited because I was like, oh, I get to, I, and this is gonna, this is gonna make me sound dumb, but this is why I liked games. And I was like, oh, I get to be a cop like my dad. I get to stop crime. This is gonna be great. And no, it was awful. It was bad. It was just not fun. It was so <sighs> tragically bad. Yeah, um, man, I, yeah, I kind of remember that, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I can see why that did not go over well for you. No, it was horrible. I was mad. So, mine, and man, I I know I'm going to catch flack for this. It was a PS2 launch game. I got my PS2. I went and spent like I bought I, like my PS2 was the first game I bought with my own money. Like I got a bunch of Christmas money or birthday money. I was like I want to, you know, I want to get a a PS2. So I go, I get the PS2, don't have enough money to buy a game. Uh, I didn't have a memory card for my PS2 for like <laughs> the first four or five months I owned it. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. And I rented Onimusha one time, but that's not what I'm talking about. I liked Onimusha. So rent this game. Game's apparently less than two hours long if you play through. I didn't realize a bunch of the characters were based off of Final Fantasy characters, and I wasn't super crazy about it. I know, like, apparently, like I'm looking on Google, and oh my. Fucking God. Are you kidding me? Sorry, I just found a graded copy of this game for $2,200. Jeez. Uh, did you ever play Bouncer or The Bouncer? I don't think so. It doesn't sound PS familiar. PS2 launch title, and I was like kind of checking it out, and oh my God. Sorry, I'm seeing other things that are now graded, and uh, a little game we've talked about before on the show called Rule of Rose. Oh, yeah. $13,000. Good lord, why? Graded uh, at a 9.6. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, I played it. I was just like, this is bad polygonal um streets of rage yeah so just couldn't really like get into it played it like once uh tried to play it again like the next day and was just like you know what 
No. So thankfully, I didn't spend fifty bucks on it. I just paid five bucks to rent it from Blockbuster, but was like super bummed because I wasn't that into it. And yeah, I just didn't really give a shit. That will happen. Uh, yeah. That that that's the one great thing about places like Blockbuster and stuff like that is you could, uh, you know, the, the 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 try before you buy is a great principle and. Rather than, especially with games being so expensive, uh, you know, you, you want to make sure that they're good. And because once you open them, can't take them back. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the main thing. Like, I understand that, you know, you've got uh, Netflix and everything and all that for your movies. But it's like, I wish video stores were still a thing for, like, games. And I know you can do like PS Now and uh, Game Pass Ultimate and that stuff, but it's like so much of that is still like past games. Like you would probably go somewhere. Like if you knew Blockbuster had copies, would you go rent Resident Evil Eight for a weekend? Yep, sure yeah. would. Because I'm like, I would love to buy it, but like, because I want to play it. But at the same time, I'm like, it's still sixty dollars, and that's just too much for me. I'm going to wait for it to be twenty. Yeah. Give me the greatest hits box. I don't even care. I don't care that it's going to be red. It doesn't matter to me. Some people are, you know, insane about that. I don't care. I just want the game. The disc you is the same. No, you, you know how many physical PS2 games I have. I only have one that's in the red box. Really? That's not even like, that's not me being a braggart. That's not me saying anything. Like I was honestly surprised, like to see that that, that I that I only have one game in the red box. That's impressive. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's impressive. Thank you. Because wasn't uh, like the PS One the stripe was green instead of black. Yeah, and then in the PS Two they made the case red. No, the case or, wasn't red. The, the, the label was uh, red. Yeah, like the stripe yeah, across the, the top was red. Was red. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. The stripe across the top was red. And then the PS4, I think the 3 and the 4, they made the case red. Yeah. Yeah. Because the PS3 cases were clear yep, and the PS4 yep. ones are blue. Yeah. So, yeah, they um, I am yeah, they switched both of those to red. And I, you know, especially like going back to wanting to be able to rent stuff, it's like, uh, like the new Ratchet and Clank is getting all these great reviews. It's like even if I had a PS5, I'm not shelling out seventy bucks for it. That's another big thing that's keeping me from getting a new system. Is like games are so expensive. Yeah, like ridiculously expensive. But you know what's not expensive? My mobile phone games. <laughs> you, you know my rule about phones and games. So that's true. I do. I respect that rule. You just have to understand that I do not follow that rule. Oh, yeah. And they got rid of the one game I did play. There was this weird little Snapchat soccer game that was fucking fantastic. Oh, man. Um, uh, I love the the Snapchat tic-tac-toe. I, I hate the fact that all it, all it is is the VR games now. Yeah. They had this one where you could basically create these little knights and fight each other. That's cool. And it kept a running track of how many wins and losses you had, but you couldn't start a new game with someone else or it would get rid of it. Oh. I'm not kidding. 
uh, Sean and I got up to, it was like 583 to 617. Good Lord. And those aren't exact numbers, but I know it was like, like somewhere in the around, 570s yeah. to 590s to somewhere in like the 16s to 620s. Gosh, that is damn impressive. Well, because I mean, all you had to do was you set your weaponry and you hit like fight and that was it. So it was really easy. To, like we could go through eight to ten rounds in a minute if we were both like at work and bored. Uh, I'm never bored at work though. I ever. am fantastic at my job and what I do. Yeah, never ever. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, that uh, yeah, you know my policy on phone games. I've been trying to get you into this card game for seven years because oh, yeah. we're on season seven, and I've been in it since the beginning. So. You know, I got no hope, but, um, yeah, I wish, uh, and, and, you know, when I worked at the movie store, they rented games and it was always real fun because you could rent them. Like usually they would come in like the Friday before they were supposed to be released. And Mm -hmm. so we could take them home that weekend and, and play and like with the movies and stuff, we would get the deliveries the Friday before street date so we could take them home and and watch the movies and stuff because it was supposed you know product knowledge well yeah you yeah, gotta yeah. know what it's about and uh so <laughs> oh god it was so great like that was super that was that was super fun but working at a video store is nowhere near as cool as you think it is because yeah uh yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely see that it's romanticized a lot in movies and like in the hearts and minds of movie fans, but it is not as good as you think it is. I can promise you. As long as they get my copy of Happy Scrappy Hero Pup. <laughs> That's a clerk's reference. Look at you go. I know, buddy. I don't know why the hell I made a clerk's reference. And you and I are going to fight at some point, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, God. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> oh, no, nah, man. You making these incredibly outlandish allegations on the Twitter page? Yeah. Hey, uh, I was, uh, and, and honestly, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to spill the beans here uh, that I completely forgot who really liked and who really hated Ginger Snaps. And mm-hmm. I was too lazy to go and pull back the picture because it was from like 2017 and I just, I just wasn't about to go back and scroll. So, uh, I, I, I took a guess. I thought you were very anti ginger snaps. It turns oh, out, dude, I'm very pro ginger. See, snaps. So I made the mistake. I made, I made a mistake. So, uh, my bad. It was totally my bad. I'm actually two movies in my rewatch on shutter. Good God. Whoa. The sequel sucks. Well, yeah. Um, I heard the prequel's decent, but good lord, I've never gotten around to watching it because the sequel sucks so bad. Yeah, I'm I'm that way with uh, oddly enough, and I just started like I watched them for the first time over like in the in the pandemic, uh, the Wishmaster series. Oh, the first two were so good. Yeah, and like here's the crazy thing is like the the movie started and like it's going through the credits, and I'm like. Man, this theme song sounds so much like the Jason Goes to Hell theme song. Like, it sounds like almost identical. And it's, you know, Jason Goes to Hell came out in 1993. And 
So I'm like watching it. It's like music by Harry Manfredini. And I was like, no fucking way. And I looked at the year and it was like 93 or 94. And I was like, yeah. "Yeah." So he was in like Jason goes to hell mind when he made that. Like it was in his mindset. So it was just real weird because I was like the first thing I thought of is I was like, man. And part of that was because we just got done doing that giant uh, Friday the 13th series. And so, like, that was fresh in my mind, and I was like, man, this just sounds identical to that theme song. And then, sure enough, his name popped up, and I was like, motherfucker. Like, yeah, he just ripped himself off. He was like, I'll do this one, and then they hired him for the Wishmaster, and he was just like, let's just use the same thing. I don't even care. Now, I have to ask, have you suffered through three or four yet? Oh, they're so bad. I bought the set. I bought the, yeah. um, like, the, whatever, like, the Vestron video set. Like, the, yeah, um, yeah they're not good. Um, there is, like, y- y- like, tell me if you agree with this. The third one, kind of. The fourth one, definitely. Um. Like fourth one, softcore porn that they like turned into a Wishmaster movie. Yeah, and like I was, uh, I was actually going to, uh, I was going to say, uh, and and it, and now it's going to sound dumb for me. I was like, the at its core, like that story for four is like it could be really interesting. Oh yeah, but they fuck it up so bad, and yeah, it turns into like. A, a really crappy, like, Showtime, like, softcore porn that, like, it has, like, all of the, like, oh, people start to kiss, and then we cut away and show their feet. And uh-huh. and it's like, uh, what? what? Uh, but, yeah, it, it like, the story, like, if you read the description of the story, you're like, damn, this sounds like it could be really, really cool. But the execution is horrible. It's bad. It's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, it's not good. So, uh, yeah, Amazon had the uh, the set, like the one through four set on sale. So I bought it, and I was like, I'm going to watch these. This is going to be great. And the first one, I was like, damn, this is really good. Second one, I was like, it's less good, but it's still good. Third one, I was like, why? Why did I, like, what did I do to deserve this? Fourth one, I was like, dear God, thank God it's over. Yeah. Thank God there's not a fifth one, because I don't know if I could stomach it. At some point, we need to visit uh, movies that need a reboot. Oh, uh, yes. And uh, a Wishmaster in twenty in the 2020s would be good. Yeah. Or could could be good. I, I don't want to say would be. Right. I want to say it could, could be. be. That's the potential. See, what we need to do is we each need to, like, come up with, you know, say, like, two movies. And we need to, like, flesh out, like plot and cast and like how how we would do it if we were like actually in charge of making it and pitch it to the other person oh that's what we need to do yes like you need to like like we'll we'll each like we'll we'll work on these and we'll each come up with like two like full fully rounded pitches and and come up with you know how we would you know, do all of the, the stuff with the movie, like who would be in it, who would be what role, what roles would you keep, what roles would you get rid of, would you introduce, like how would you change everything and present both of them to the other person? I love it. That would be a fun one. Do you want to do, do you want to make it even more interesting when we do it? All right. 
we each pick two movies, and I will put all four of them. I'll write them down on post-it notes, put them all in a cup, and randomly draw us each two. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. I like this. I like this. (laughs) This is going to be good stuff. Uh, So, yeah. Go on. Oh, no. You first. No, no, no. Please, after you. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, so now you have to go. All right. Uh, So... Uh, I have, um, I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears real quick. Okay. Unless you've got more. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go Uh, ahead. I have, I have, uh, dominated and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's has said a lot that our, we've been spotlighting our fan of the week Mm -hmm. the last, the last few weeks. And it says a lot that our, our fans of the week so far have been, have all been been female. We've all we've had all women fans of the week so far because they are, um, and we've we've had a couple. We, we've had a few strong showings this week for fan of the week, and I feel like I have dominated with the announcing of fan of the week. So I would love nothing more than for you to tell everybody who the fan of the week is this week. This week, uh, we're going to spotlight our fan of the week, and we're going to give it to, um, he always, all the, like, if there's, like clockwork, normally Thursday mornings, uh, we can count on this person to make a post either featuring part of our audio or part of our, you know, or what he thinks of the show, and tag you, me, and the show page. Uh, I know he sent you a pretty interesting um, uh, birthday <laughs> birthday wish. Yeah, that was an and interesting so, message that I got like two days later, and then I was like, "I'm I'm playing along with this, but now it feels like the joke is over." But I'm still going to do it anyway. <laughs> so this week, our fan of the week is Sean. Uh, he doesn't have anything to pitch. He doesn't really have anything to uh you know he's not really a big um what the hell am i trying to say here he's a big supporter of the show he's always like he gives great feedback all the time i passed on some of it to you i'll get better about it but he is a positive influence for the oh he's a positive influence for the show he's a positive influence for us he's a great guy a great fan Sean, you are our fan of the week this yes, week, buddy. Yes, and we've got, um, you know, it was it was a neck and neck and neck and neck because we've got uh, a few people more that are uh, in the hopper that are uh, um, on the precipice of being um, fans of the week. We've got uh, a few more that uh, before too long. I think uh, we're going to have some spotlights on some fans of the week. Um, and we, we've started also to see uh, some merch get posted. Did you see that? Yeah. We've got people that have ordered merch and they are like the photos are, are, are coming online. So uh, again, if you order 
any merch from the the store, which is pinned on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tn2mpodnet, or uh, on Twitter, tn2mpodnet. Um, I think also you hey, guess, guess where Instagram is, uh, TN two M Podnet. It's easy. Cause Ooh, I, I need to, I, I need to add the link to the, uh, link tree. Yeah. 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 Uh, cause I, I need to have it all the same so I can remember it. But if you order something and you email us or text us or DM us on any social media with the invoice number, uh, and you tell us what you got. We also have additional prize packs that we we will send to you uh, with exclusive merch that's not in the store. So uh, you just got to tell us where you want it sent to, and we will give you even more fun swag for for helping us out and uh, buying some merch. So, man, there's a ton of stuff in there too. I don't know if you've seen it all. Oh, dude, yeah, I've seen some of it. Uh, I, I want to get a shower curtain. Oh, I know, right? We're we're working on that. <laughs> we're working on that, and uh, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty rad. Um, but um, now uh, we had talked about, and I don't know if you want to do it this week or save it to next week because we we didn't prep for it. Uh oh! But as we're as we're running out of time, this is this is normally the time that we would uh, that we used to, and we're we're bringing it back. Where it would be Chris and Chris reach out and touch America. All right. So if you want, we can. Since we're running out of time, yeah, we're going to leave it up to the fates. All right. All right. Random on the laptop. Random. Number generator. Uh oh. All right. Gonna go one to twenty. Okay. Evens we call, odds we don't. All right, let's do it. And for validity, I'm going to send you a Snapchat video of this. <laughs> I trust you. You know, I mean, only if you want to. I I trust. Okay. You. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, we'll see if we're going to make it. Uh, Nineteen. Uh, okay, so we don't. We'll save it for like a like next week. For real, we will we'll decide on a city beforehand, and uh, we'll do it like we used to do, where you give me a city, and I will find the prefix, and you'll give me the last four on the show. Like you'll, you'll we'll wait until on the actual show um, before you give me the pre the uh, the last four, and then we'll we'll call somebody. So next week. Lock it, lock it up, guaranteed. We're gonna do it. We just, uh, we, we got caught up in other stuff, um, and we did not get. Um, we left it up to the fates. The fates said no. So next week we'll call someone randomly and confuse the shit out of them, and it's gonna be funny. Actually, uh oh. We'll even leave the city up to the fates again. If you're listening <laughs> to the show, uh, TN2 and Podnet on Instagram, TN2 yep. and Podnet on Twitter. Uh, mention us in your story on Instagram and suggest a city. Yeah. Mention us, uh, yeah. Add us on Twitter and mention a city. Everything that gets submitted, we will choose from next week before we go on air. Oh my gosh. You know what we need to no, do? We'll choose from them on air. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, what, we, you you know what we need to do? If we get enough, if we get uh, enough, I think there's, hold on. Let me see how many we need. Uh, because this is what we need. Uh, we need the number because, oh my God, dude, you just gave me like the best idea. Hold okay. on. Okay. Hold on. 
Like this is this is what happens. Uh, where is it? How many how many spots is it? Um, fourteen. Okay, so we need fourteen options. So we need we, yeah, we need fourteen because what I'm going to do is I'm going to write each one of them on a wedge of the prize wheel, <gasps> and we're going to spin the prize wheel on the on the show, and leave it completely up to the fates that way. Hell yeah! So we're gonna do we're gonna the first use of the prize wheel is going to be I'm gonna write a, a city in each wedge and then we're gonna spin it. Uh, and I'll tell you what we'll do is if we don't get fourteen, if it lands on a blank space, we won't call. Ooh! So hey, hey, you know what? To, to even to make the odds even better than we'll call someone, you and I will each pick a city. Too. Yeah, yeah, we will. So we'll really need twelve. Um, but if yeah, and each person, if you tweet us, if you use whatever, you can submit up to two. Yep. And uh, so what we'll do is we'll so we'll need twelve, uh, and we will um, we'll, we'll write them all in. If you're unfamiliar with it, what we do is we random like we literally randomly call somebody from the podcast line, random city, random person that we have never ever met before, we've never talked to them before, and we just try and have a conversation with them. It has worked out like four times. Yeah, we've tried it a lot. We tried it like 40 times, and it works like less than 10% of the time. But the times that it works, <laughs> dude, it is so worth it. Oh, the times it goes bad. Like, I wish someone would have called us back. Because we left like seven or eight voicemails. <laughs> yeah, because like, if someone doesn't answer, uh, we leave a voicemail, and we just tell them like, who we are and uh, like what we're doing. And we ask if they want to call us back. It would be great. Um, will we try and have fun with it? But yeah, oh man, dude, I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, we're gonna use the prize wheel. I'm gonna move the prize wheel in here. We're gonna spin it. You're gonna you're gonna get like the full effect. This is gonna be great. Oh man, dude, I'm so excited. It's gonna be a good time. I am good times. Tuna salad, as they say. I don't know what that means, but it sounds Sounds offensive. I I don't like it. I'm, I I'm offended and I'm vaguely threatened by that. I don't know what else to do other than encourage you that if you like what you hear, share us with a friend. If you don't like what you hear, share us with an enemy. I don't really, you know, whatever. Um, you know, give a give us a like, give us a share, give us a review. Um. You can go to patreon.com slash FWB podcast, or uh, we have a tip jar on our postings where we can, uh, we'll take that money. We'll, we'll turn it into something fun, like a prize wheel that we have. And we've got, we've got a wish list of stuff for the show. Um, you can go to our Redbubble merch page and, Make all of the rest of your wardrobe completely jealous. Uh, I know that I have a a baseball tee that my other shirts won't go around because they're so jealous of it because it looks so good. You goddamn right about that. <laughs> well, my friends, if you can join in the conversation online. Hashtag FWB podcast. Also, the new hashtag that goes along with it, hashtag I love frogs. Uh, I don't it's, know. It's a don't, good podcast. I don't know why, but it's a good one. Uh, if you, if uh, you're out and around and you're hanging out with Mark McGrath, tell him to come on the show. If you run into Fred Durst, tell him to come on the show. <laughs> um, 
you know, we want Fred Durst, we want Mark McGrath. God, can you imagine how good it would be if we had them on at the same time? Oh my God! See, okay, the, my my dream list is is and not necessarily in this order. Um, Mark McGrath, Fred Durst, Guy Fieri, like. That's my trifecta of like if we could get any one of those like I'm uh, like I'm I'm done I retire. Uh, another one if we could get him to show up in character, an amazing one would be Danhausen. Yes, even Jim Cornette likes Danhausen. That tells you something. He literally said, "I'm never going to watch him wrestle because I want to continue to love him." <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a fair viewpoint. Fuck Jim Cornette though. That um, is also true. But, you know, if you're going to join in, uh, hashtag uh, FWB pod, FWB podcast, hashtag I love frogs. Yep. Uh, make sure you use the uh, FWB one if you're going to use the I love frog ones. Otherwise, that's going to be way too hard for us to find out that you're talking about the show. Yeah, we can't do that. Um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and standing, like, standard rule still applies. If you put hashtag FWB podcast on your dating profile, uh, grinder, bumble, tender, whatever, um, we will happily, happily send you a prize pack for that. It has to be on your profile. You can't send us from the edit thing. Nope. Um, yeah, we'll happily send you a prize pack. And until then, my friends, stay safe, stay happy, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, as long as you're not hurting anyone, I feel like I need to specify that, especially with our fans. Um, yeah, you're not hurting anyone, including yourself. <laughs> and the, oh dude, you know what we have to do next week? What's that? We have to ask the person if they love frogs. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's like, if they want to be our, if they want to be our friend with benefits, they have to like frogs. More specifically, can we ask if they want to watch Hell Comes to Frogtown? And if they say, what's that? We say Rowdy Roddy Piper says, fuck you! Absolutely. We'll find a Roddy Roddy Piper sound clip or something. I don't know. (laughs) It'll be great. Guys. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, I I, I was going to say, it's going to be great. Next week's show is going to be amazing. It's going to be a good time. And until then, thank you for being our friends. God, Wishmaster 1 is so good. With benefits.